Hello, and welcome back to the Energy Scan podcast, your weekly access to timely analysis and data on energy markets from top experts at NG Global Energy Management and Sales. I am your host, Zoe. This program is dedicated to exploring the weekly macroeconomic trends as well as focusing on the oil market. We will be interviewing Olivier Gasnier, Senior Economist at NG Gems for Macroeconomic, Foreign Exchange and Oil Market Research. Hi, Zoe. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Hi, Olivier. Last week, we covered what had been going on in the U.S. financial sector and the banking crisis that is spreading through the U.S. What are the big news about that? Well, the banking crisis started a fortnight ago, and uh, one of the main consequences has been a huge loss of confidence from customers in regional banks that are seeking refuge for their deposits by fleeing to larger banks and uh, money market funds as well. On the one hand, we can see that confidence has not returned, as shown by the new market rush on Deutsche Bank last Friday, or the very strong underperformance of banks on the stock markets. The First Republic Bank is to be taken over by First Citizens, and the Fed is said to consider a new aid to U.S. regional banks. So, U.S. interest rates continue to fall after the Fed's uh, 25 base point rate hike last week. Markets now expect that the peak has been reached, and that deteriorating economic conditions will force the Fed to cut rates three times by hand. The Fed continues to place uh, the fight against inflation as a priority, but acknowledges that it cannot predict the extent of the negative impact of the current crisis on credit distribution. But on the other hand? But on the other hand, central banks seem to take advantage of the slightest upturn in the markets to raise their rates and thus fight inflation while they still can. Uh, the Bank of England has, uh, has the Fed raised its uh, key rate by 25 base points last week. The Swiss National Bank has tightened its policy, as did the, the Norges Bank, and of course, you remember the ECB previously. And it seems that it's uh, still in needed, as the uh, Bank of England's decision was uh, preceded by a surprise reacceleration of inflation, uh, which remains above uh, 10% year on year. Moreover, uh, the economic indicators are good overall. The purchasing manager indices, the PMIs, have rebounded to high levels in services in Europe and the US. The IFO index uh, has done the same, and the jobless claims have still not rebounded in the US. But this situation, uh, with uh, good economic numbers, is allowing equity markets to continue to rise despite the bank's burden, thanks to the fall in bond yields as if activity could remain strong in parallel. Uh, someone said that we are going to face an immaculate recession, which would be a kind of economic miracle. And what are the key indicators to watch out for in this context? Uh, this week has already begun with the release of money on credit statistics in the Eurozone. Uh, I underline this because uh, over the next few months, both in the US and in Europe, they will probably be the most closely watched economic figures as they will uh, reflect the consequences of the banking crisis and the distribution of credit. More expensive and uh, fragile access to deposits will cause banks to tighten their lending conditions significantly. On both sides of the Atlantic, the latest uh, surveys conducted by central banks already showed that uh, this was the case at the beginning of the year. Preliminary inflation figures for the Eurozone in March are also expected this week. 
And they could disappoint again uh, and prompt the ECB to raise interest rates further if core inflation continues to accelerate. On to the oil market. Uh, oil prices uh, rebounded modestly last week with the Brent first nearby and the WTI up uh, by around $2 per barrel to $75 and $70 per barrel respectively. Uh, which is still $10 per barrel below their early March levels. And this is, of course, due to the fears of recession in the US and Europe, fueled by the banking crisis, which outweigh expectations of a demand recovery in China. Uh, the previous week's decline was seen as excessive, but time spreads are low, which means the market is seen well supplied in the short term. Any news on the Russian side? Uh, Russia announced that it would extend uh, extend until uh, June its uh, decision to cut production by uh, half a million barrels per day in March. However, this is uh, really struggling to support prices as export estimates uh, for March seem to indicate a much more limited drop in the order of 250 to 300k barrels per day. Similarly, while the market was already anticipating uh, that uh, lower prices would allow for the start of a replenishment of U.S. strategic reserves, the U.S. administration has explained that this will not be the case this year due to maintenance on storage uh, sites and sales mandated several years ago by Congress. You know that uh, they have to uh, sell 26 million barrels this year on top of the huge release of uh, strategic uh, reserves uh, already last year. All right. Anything to add? Uh, yes, maybe a few words about the strikes in the oil sector in France that they are putting pressure on gasoline prices. Uh, the crack spread for gasoline has uh, almost reached the level of uh, diesel, around $23 per barrel. While crude oil inventories have risen again in the U.S., uh, product inventories have fallen sharply. Uh, they were down uh, for 6.4 million barrels for uh, gasoline due to the sharp rise in exports to Europe, precisely. And compared to what happened last autumn, the impact is very limited on the diesel prices so far because of their very high level of inventories. Thank you, Olivier, for these clear insights. See you all next week for your weekly Energy Scan podcast. Stay up to date about energy market trends in no time, build market views with top quality data, and interact with experts to support your decision making. Visit energyscan.ng.com to learn more.